Hello and welcome to the Hockey Hurts Podcast for August 17th of 2018. I'm Ryan Wilson, Penguins writer for HockeyBuzz.com. I'm Cameron Welch from HockeyHeads.com. And we are recording tonight. I am in Rochester. (laughs) Um, You should not be in Rochester? No. No, I should not be. Um, I felt like since my very special... Looking forward to event was canceled when I was five miles away. This would be my fish festival that I look forward to every three to four years. They do one. It was canceled because of the flooding and the contaminated water. There was a water boiling advisory, so they just shut the whole thing down. And I feel like I've lost a loved one. (laughs) I'm going through the stages of grief. And part of this is going to be... Uh, recording this podcast because we we know we haven't recorded in a while and the timing worked so we talked together for half an hour or so before came up with a a general topic and here we are so yeah all right we're basically going to attempt to do a list of players that aren't particularly fantastic but are loved by either their fan base or by the media. You know, it's almost an overrated list. It was just something that Ryan came up with to go, all the news is old now. Everything's been and gone. So it's like, what else can we do for you guys? Seeing as we haven't been <laughs> haven't been on it over a month, which, you know, sorry, but uh, I didn't think it was quite that long. So we have list, listicles. Feels like we're BuzzFeed. Yeah, like, we we talked, and I'm like, well, Tom Wilson contract feels like five years ago. I don't think our opinions are going to be all that unique on it. Uh, Jeff Skinner, obviously a big move for Buffalo. I think it's a very good move. But also, it happened a while ago. Everything that needs to be said about it, I think, has been said. So we just wanted to come up with kind of just a topic. Rattle off some names. Uh, I don't know Cam's choices. He doesn't know mine. So some of them might be the same. Some of them might be different. Uh, But it'll create discussion, which is hopefully what you want. And I sent out a tweet, as did Cam at the beginning of the podcast, uh, for questions. So I have two right now. We'll see, um, you know, what comes in on that end. And at the end of this, we'll, we'll answer those as well. So. No. Do you want to be laid off, seeing as it's summer over there? Um, sure. Let's see. Player with a high perception that's not so hot, right? Yeah, that'll do us. This definition shifted about four times since we've started writing the list. I think we just said it differently a few times, but same, you know. <laughs> same thing. Uh, I'm going with Brent Seabrook of the Chicago Blackhawks. Oh. Do you have one? No, I do not. I didn't even think about that one at all. That's good. And that's an obvious one, too, when you say it out loud. It used to be very good living on the accolades of yesteryear at this point in time. Um, decline's already started. That lockout's going to come and give the Blackhawks yet another way out of their horrible cap <laughs> management. I, this league and teams bend back, over backwards to help the Blackhawks. And 
the Seabrook contract is, you know, already caused some strife in how the, the Blackhawks have been able to operate. Panarin being traded was, that's tied together. Blackhawks yeah. were worried about this extension coming up. So I do think that he deserves to be mentioned here. Um, I agree with you on the decline. Is your I When I started writing my list, I thought of, I was trying to look at it from the fans' perspective. Who is a player that the fans love that doesn't really live up to the hype of the Ca- fans? Casual fan, though, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so in that situation with Seabrook, did the contract come into your thinking at all or were you did you still look at this one as just the casual fan because for me the contract is what makes this makes him it's it's tough to separate the contract when you're in a hard cap league absolutely yeah and i think even casual fans are see the numbers and stuff like that but i don't think the casual fan in chicago batted an eye at keeping seabrook oh our team canada defenseman got paid oh okay yeah, that that's a legit. But I think there well. were warning signs all the way through the day it was signed. It wasn't very good. So, it it's funny timing of contracts, timing of the end of somebody's contract when they're about to go to to unrestricted free agency, really does screw up some teams because they have to pay the guy because this league is still a pay for previous performance, not pay for performance about to be produced and you knew that he was going to decline but Chicago couldn't have paid him sort of any less than what they did so I think they were handcuffed pretty severely on it what do you do you trade away your you know team Canada defenseman for for what peanuts I don't think it would have been peanuts but and how much does he ride on the coattails of Duncan Keith anyway? Um, or is it a 50-50 split? I don't even know that they played together all that often. So I thought they did, and that was one of the things that I wasn't sure of. That didn't play into my choice, but no, um, no, it, would, it would be worth um, looking into. But again, no research done for this one. <laughs> we just were like, let's record. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's pretty much the modus operandi of this particular podcast, isn't it? <laughs> yep. Who do you have? I have Fleury. I was always going <laughs> to put the Indian out for this one. I, I kind of knew you'd have that one taken. So perception of Fleury uh, casually <laughs> way higher than actual... Um, Probably unfair to him last year because he was great, but um, just as an overall, I think people are expecting him to do that. I think the people that love him over the years think that last year was what was happening all the time. I know that's not the case. It's one of those things where if he no, finishes no, off his casual yeah, well, yeah, person the, thinks yeah. that's what he's been doing his whole career. Yeah, which, you know, those of us that watch the game a little deeper than the casual thing know full well that that's not the case. But if he finishes his career off going... 225 the rest of the way, he's still not going to drag up his career numbers that high that I think would warrant him going into the Hall of Fame, but his win totals is what's going to do it. And I think the Hall of Fame conversation, the fact he's even in one, 
puts him on this list. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, he would have to win a cup away from that Penguins team and be the MVP of the playoffs, I think, to scrub some of those perceptions of him in the deeper community of hockey. But he's not had a lot of good playoff runs. Like, you look at his... Like, the last bit of this year's cup run. Like, he was bad. I know you can make an argument that his team sort of got shredded in front of him and they got high-quality chances, but he needed to stand on his head in that series and didn't. And he didn't really stand on his head in 2009. He had a couple of good games at the right time and had that wonderful save that I will always remember. But if you look at his numbers through his, his postseason, he's never been particularly fantastic, except for 2008. And 18. Well, he had four... Final. He had four good series in 2008, and he had three ridiculous series in 2018, and then a subpar one at the end. So, but that's overall good. It is. Like, no, no, no. They're, they're not there. Is. They're not even in that fourth one without him. But the Hall of Fame talks embarrassing. Not once is there any individual statistics used for that. It's all wins. Yeah. And championships and. Yep. I never hear. Anything about save percentage. No. And when you play on the um, team that gave the best goal support of any team... For a decade. You're going to get wins even if you're average, which... Newsflash. He is. He's average to... It's, it's funny. He sits... He peaks and troughs so much. As a goalie, what you want is something that's consistent game to game, right? And he is not that. He gets on a hot streak and he's one of the best, or could be the best, you know, in that week in the league. And then he can have troughs that you go, how did he go at number one? I, it's just, it's infuriating at times, but <clears throat> he's still my favorite player and I'm still going to end up watching far more Vegas games than I should um, because he plays it. He's he's the poster child of this particular list as far as I'm concerned. Can't can't really disagree there. Um <laughs> All right, so my turn. Yeah, yeah. Let's piss off all of Pennsylvania, shall we? Oh, here we go. Claude No, I'm kidding, not Claude. <laughs> <laughs> would have been if he didn't have the year he did last year. Oh, uh, Wayne, been a Wayne Simmons. Oh, Really? Let me tell you, I was I've been doing the looking back at the drafts. Yeah. Um, They've been good from yesteryear and and what the top ten was, and in hindsight redrafting it. And when I got to, jeez, was it two thousand? I've only done three of the years: oh six, oh seven, oh eight. He was on one of those years, and I put his name in like the top ten, like I was going to draft him automatically. I'm like, oh yeah, of course. And then I went through just to kind of gauge the temperature of how right my initial instincts were. And on him, um, uh, surprising, I think he had a 1.57 points per 60 um, since 0708. And quite frankly, that's not that good. No, but okay, so my perception of Simmons is that you want him on your team because he's. Another version of Patrick Hornquist. So, 
you know, the Penguins get a lot of benefit out of the things that Hornquist is good at. Yeah, but Hornquist has, you know, points per 60 that, I mean, last year was a bad year for him, but usually speaking, it's it's not in that 157 range. It's been higher. So, it's points per 60 at even strength, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So, is it just that Simmons gets a lot of his production on the power play? And asking you, having you said we've done no prep for this at all, but yeah, that's but my people perception. People are talking about he... extension, power forward, all this stuff, and his possession metrics aren't all that great. When I looked at them, they're average. They're, there's nothing special to him. He's treated as um, the. I think the perception of the physicality. Yeah, he's a Philly kind of guy, and. His performance is not to the perception, so that's why he's on. He's very good choice for the considering what the parameters were of the list. Um, you know, I looked through and I was like, "Yep, that makes sense." Because he did not make my top ten when I drafted that year. He got honorable mention. Yeah, and makes sense. He wasn't the next guy up either. Uh, if I'm thinking correctly i am disappointingly too lazy to go to the website and check <laughs> there's jake muzzin haglin michael backland perron kalorn maroon and eh, might have been next one up but he didn't make the list james yeah. van reemsdijk was the guy who's going to replace him <laughs> was uh 10th yeah but so. and, and it's it's one of those things where for me van reemsdijk looks like he will fill that role, and he's a little more steady in regards to his point production and stuff like that. But once again, that could just be a perception from him playing on a, a couple of um, Toronto teams that are looking good now. And he's he's been consistently a good goal scorer in a league that it is tough to score in. So you're right; they've got they've got Simmons replacement in there, um, but he certainly doesn't play as a physical style as as Simmons does. You're up. All right, your namesake, the Capitals' new signing, Wilson. Oh, I thought you were going to say Ryan Wilson of the Avalanche. <laughs> <laughs> no. And yeah. This is, a tough, this is a tough one for me because I have a feeling that I know the Caps fans love what he brings and we were sort of basing it around that kind of perception. And the intangible stuff that everybody says is needed, but... And this is where the recently signed contract has sort of swayed me on this. He is not worth that much money. He has shown nothing previously that suggests that he is going to ramp up his scoring. I know he doesn't get any power play time. He's going to ramp up his scoring and his actual production to warrant forking out that much in a salary cap league. Mm -hmm. And... You know, there is a part of me that has a bias because I think he's a dirty mofo and there's some shit that I don't like seeing him do on the ice as well. So that's probably where I, I sit with, with Wilson. Um, I don't really disagree with any of that. I think uh, inflated totals this year were quality of teammate driven. He got given top line minutes with really, really good players on a he championship is good on the, caliber team. And he um, is good on the PK. I will give him that. He, he's not functionless. He, he's he's very Matt Cookish. What a bar. 
Yeah, but Matt Cook was fine. Tom Wilson's fine. Matt Cook yep. didn't play on the top line. No, he you know played on I mean? one of the best. He, he did play one of the best third lines going around. Behind the two best centers of the decade. <laughs> Correct. And um, didn't get paid five point something for it. Yeah, so, again, contract. Uh, I, he would have been valid to put on the list even without the new contract, I think. But he deserves, yeah. He's not on my list, but he's. I have no objections to his name finding his way on here. there could be some Penguin bias coming out here. Like, once the Capitals beat Pittsburgh, I was, I was rooting for them to win the whole thing, right? Because it was the whole Ovi and Backstrom... Holtby scenario, I was like, yep, I'd love to see this team win it, and it would be a little bit of validation for a few of those guys on that team that kept getting told that, you know, they were no good unless they won it, and then you go, and this would be the same for every team, you go, yeah, but Tom Wilson's on this team, you know, <laughs> it makes it it makes it tough to, to sort of reconcile with that, so, yeah, he's a, he's, maybe there's a bit of Penguins bias in that, <laughs> in my call to throw him on there. Um, next guy on my list is somebody who I think we've both defended in years past for his treatment with Tampa Bay, but I think Jonathan Druin belongs here. Now, you've gone with this for the fan perception of what Jonathan Druin is, haven't you? Or even just watching him play. He looks great. But gets nothing out of that looking good? Not as much as you'd want to or you think. Like, they gave up Sergachev an area of need to get this fancy-looking luxury item, uh, the Canadians. Boy. Yeah. And he shouldn't have been buried in the AHL. I still feel that way, but I also believe he should be on this list because last year he had a 1.3 points per 60. <laughs> Did they play him on the wing or try to force him to play center and he's still not quite... Because like I've read a few articles where he's going to play center this year and he's done a whole heap of work to get himself prepared to be a center as opposed to... Because he's a left wing um, when he came into the league. So Yeah, but the year before in Tampa, he's at 1.44. I still reckon that's the... quality of teammate. I don't know. Tampa's good top to bottom. You're right. If I go through his entire sample, don't do that. That's not this kind He's of. He's at one point five seven, but that's not the kind of player you would think. No, you, you you're right, and I don't blame the Montreal fan. What for? It was um, cycling. Th- I added the sample, and it was still lo- one point five three. It got worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's one of those things. I don't blame the Montreal Canadiens fans for. Hyping him up because you have to. You look. He's fun looking. Up. Like I'd rather watch him, quote unquote, struggle. Did then... Hawkins succeed? No, 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 not. <laughs> I'd rather watch a player like that, quote unquote, struggle and be a one point three points per sixty guy than Ryan Reeves. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's okay. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I got you. That's yeah, I'm all over that. I just don't like the way Hawkers plays. <laughs> I don't find it fun to watch. Um, 
Yeah, it's legit, and it's really funny. You know, every sort of one that we've we've looked at here, we've almost gone. You can't kind of ignore the contract. Well, for Druin, it's you can't ignore the trade. You, you can't ignore the assets given up to acquire it. Sergachev's really helped Tampa in regards to cost controlled and can move the puck, and that's what Montreal needed. Total fuck up. Go figure from Montreal. Yeah, I mean, I know Bergeron wears um, uh, Bergevin wears uh, fantastic suits, but come on, dude. That's a good one. That that's a good one. I like that. Um, I'm going to stick with Montreal. Okay. I did. I did say to you, I picked the low hanging fruit with some of these. I oh, picked Weber. Yeah. I, I was scrolling down Montreal and I didn't leave the forward section, so I never even got to Weber. <laughs> you got no, that an obvious me. one. I mean, just to to think for a second that you're making a, even an even trade for PK Subban the day it was made is it puts you on this. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things where this isn't any fault of Shea Weber and what he does as a player and what he brings as a leader and all those sorts of things. I looked at it and went, one, Montreal gave up way too much for him, and two, the fans, because of what was given up for him, overvalue everything that he does. And it just it it piles more pressure on Weber to try and live up to that. and And that's... That's tough. You know, we could do a reverse episode of this, which is the who are the players that cop the most amount of flack for the production they get and they shouldn't, and you'd actually go to the captain, which is Pacioretty. Uh, he was on my redraft list for my series that I'm currently yep. doing. He was a 22 overall pick. He ended up going fourth overall for me. Uh, behind Jamie Benn, P.K. Subban, and Patrick Kane. So the interesting thing with that is, when you... I'm trying to remember. When you did that, did you list the team that they would have gone to? No. Um, I was a little bit lazy. In fact, I didn't even put the original top ten in the first block. Uh, <laughs> Which somebody pointed out, and I'm like, well, yeah, you're right, I should, I should do that. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Pacioretty was originally drafted by the Canadians. P.K. Yeah. Subban was originally drafted by the Canadians. And Ryan McDonough, who went 12th. He was he got traded for Scotty Gomez. He was drafted by the Canadians. So in round one, they went McDonough, Pacioretty, and then in round two got Subban. Montreal are their own worst enemy. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I was going through them. I, I forgot that McDonough was even tied to the Canadians. Like, that's how long ago it was. He didn't even play for him, did, did he? He went straight so. to the... He went. I was almost called on the Knicks. He went straight to the Rangers. No, the Canadians deserve to be called the Knicks more than the Rangers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so Weber's on this list. Let's look where we got to. <laughs> 
I do like that idea, though. Pacioretty would be on that other list. Is it um, my turn or yours? Uh, yeah, I believe it is. Which one? <laughs> oh, which list do you want to do? Is no, 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 no. Which, which Whose turn is it for the next Yours. Player? It's oh. your go. Okay. With a little bit of trepidation, Aaron Eckblad. Oh, I had him on this list, too. Yeah, okay. Well, there it is. Um, Obviously, a little bit concussion-related, or a lot of it. Well, yeah. But as a number one overall selection, it there's a little bit to be desired post-Brian Campbell. Yep, I, that was exactly the reason I put him on the list. The Brian Campbell effect. Also times with the head injuries. So another one of those Alimata quandaries of how do you separate all of the variables. Which is impossible to do and, and until the next variable of his head doesn't get smashed in and his brain doesn't go all wobbly. Until that happens, you, you, you can't tell. But yeah, I, I it's one of the... Once again, you can't blame the fan base. He was number one draft pick, came in as a rookie, played awesome as a rookie. You sit there salivating, going, right, we've got this guy for 10 to 12 years. This is going to be awesome. Loses Soupy, starts getting whacked in the head, not quite being what you'd want him to be. Yeah, and doesn't mean he's still not a good player. I do think that offensively he does have a pulse, which I like. But he's maybe not a classic number one, so to speak. What's what's your expectation of a number one in the NHL this day and age, though? Um, I think offensively he's close to it. But expected goals, he's below 50% and mildly negative when compared to other Panther teammates. Negative 0.14. So even taking into consideration the quality of competition, like that's not moving the needle really. Yeah. Like when you're a number one overall pick, number one guy, I need you to be turning that needle the other way. Especially when you know that he was playing with the Yager, Huberto, Barkov line. Yeah, he was given he was given um, he was given good deployment for it. So um, technically fits the parameters of our half assed uh, <laughs> topic, but um, you know, he's not a bad player. No, but the, once again, it was one of those things where it was like, you know, what's the fan or media perception of this particular person and does that person really live up to it? And I think he fits the parameters of it. The reasons for it suck. <laughs> you know, the anybody that, that can't fill their potential because of concussion or injury full stop, really, it, it, it just it's disappointing and, and very unfair. You know, if they go through a career, you know, perfectly clean... And they underperform. Well, you suck. But in this situation, it's just not great. I had him on my list too, so I agree. You want to go with uh, your next one, even though kind of stole one? 
Yeah. Shane Doan. I know he's not playing anymore. Yep. But he is not the player the Canadian media make him out to be. Or the leader. Correct. And he is one of the dirtiest... Guys. Fuckheads. Thank you. I was a motherfucker, but yeah. And I just, yeah, I don't like what he is and who he is as a player. And um, the way he... I don't like the way that he just sort of seems to be able to dictate everything that goes on around him. He little he's Matt Sundin, the coyote is a little bit. You know, oh, they offered him the opportunity Don't dog Matt's. Well it's the Matt's was honest. actually good. No no Matt's was. I am just saying when they could have traded him for you know what I'm getting at. Oh okay, yeah. Yep. The Sedines. That's yeah. Seems that to be a Swedish situation. problem. Although Alfredson did say, fuck it, I'm out. That's how yeah. shitty Melnick is. <laughs> yeah. It does It does prove that point, doesn't it, about Melnick? Um, yeah, so I just... It's one of those things where I don't think Dones is great as everybody makes him out to be. It's a little bit like he'll probably get in the Hall of Fame, and he shouldn't. And Jerome McGinley, people were going, should he be in? It's like the... No, the, the I, don't, I don't think anybody's doing the should Jerome McGinley get on <laughs> They're the antithesis of each other as players. I think the bigger question is, can they fit Jerome McGinley's full name on the plaque? That's a legit question. (laughs) That's the bigger question. Not not is he going to have a plaque, is the name going to fit on the plaque? Because that thing, it's unique, it's awesome, but uh, you only have so many characters. In fact, under Twitter's old rules, would it even fit? I don't know whether he'd get in there. 120 we <laughs> so it's a good question actually we should try that um yeah so don't i know i'd sort of cheated because he's 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 wrapped up but um yeah i don't think he's anywhere near as good as the canadian media make him out to be i don't mate i don't blame the um the fans for being on board with him but the media can get stuffed it's a you know it's a carry price thing as well And Doan wasn't always a, a bad player. Mm. No. I think this one's more of a leadership. Oh, he's a great leader, except the Coyotes never do dick. And he's a scumbag. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, I look at him comparatively to Ryan Smith, right? Ryan Smith wasn't a scumbag. Worked his ass off, was always, you know, the heart of Team Canada and all that kind of stuff. But wasn't a dick on the ice. So if you're going to go look at somebody that was a heart and soul guy, that's the kind of guy I would want. Not a guy that goes around sniping people. Yeah. That's just me. Okay. I have two names that I have here. But there's only one left if we're doing five. I think I'm going to uh, go Cam Fowler. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, that's a really good one because Theodore's proved to be what everyone talks about Cam Fowler being. Cam Fowler is a player who just has been really bad relative to his team um, possession-wise. 
And I understand that that's not the only thing. But I've never felt like even his offense can... Like, at some points, some of these players, the offense is good enough to, you know, overcome that stuff. But he's he's a below 50% guy. He's a negative relative guy. If you want to talk um, expected goals, he's 50.38 over the last three or four years. But that's negative 1.33. Um, I don't think he does the heavy lifting with with the deployment off the top of my head and his points per 60 0.68 which now mind you defensemen are supposed to be way way lower so this like it sounds worse than it is but you want to be in that 0.8 to to 1.0 ish to make up for that in my opinion yeah he's just not there and he a huge ass deal um, well, they commit like that's the thing when they made when well, when Theodore left, like they committed to it, like that was the thing. And you know, part of that does play into it because I think if you keep those other guys and let Fowler be the one plucked, you're doing better. Yeah, I mean the one the one bonus of the deal is he'll be 34 when it's done. So. They are getting the good years, whatever they are, out of him. So that's the one bonus I can kind of find there. But you're right. He hasn't quite lived up to the expectation of what he's going to be. And this contract feels like a contract of, well, he was a number one draft pick. He was really high in the draft. It's just expected that he's going to be what he is. He's not terrible by any stretch. But he's kind of ridden his way on the whole well, he's just going to be good because, you know, he was always a high draft pick. I'd just like to say it's 8.10 p.m. on the East Coast here in the United States of America, and the band Fish should be um, (laughs) hitting the stage, and I should be pretty close. (laughs) Ah, the stages of grief. (laughs) You poor man. Fuck this. God damn it. Sorry. Sorry. A <laughs> little, little bit sidetracked here, but again, um, you're getting this podcast, and that's why, but you're also going to get me grieving. It's okay. And oh, let I understand. Me, yeah, and I get it. Like, not everybody here listening even gives a damn about the band. And I get it. But for people like myself and many others, like this community, the community there, the festival weekends are a place where no matter what's bothering you, you go there, everybody's happy. You you put the real world aside. You you make new friends. It's an awe-inspiring social event that everybody's engaged with one another. Um, And it's, those weekends are my favorite, like non-family, close friends. That you know what I mean, like absolutely. As far as like entertainment and and doing things, I mean, ugh, then to lose it, fuck me. <laughs> but Cam Fowler, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if we're gonna go with with one more on my list. 
Uh, I'm glad I had a couple of backups because you stole my Ekblad. I didn't steal it. It's just Great Minds thing. Mm. I went Pekka Rune. Okay. And I suppose it's a little bit of... The bipolar nature of Mark Andre Fleury probably runs a little bit for me into the Rene stuff. It's sort of hard to say this guy's overrated when he's been in the Vesna, you know, Candice. Did he win it this year? Did he? I can't remember. My, my point being... That would play that, into it because goalie wins. Uh, yeah. And it's it's one of those things where I just don't think he's he's that great. And it's... I think yeah, the national fans, yeah, the national fans rightfully defend him. He's been their number one guy for forever, um, and you can make the case that you know they've won because of him. But I don't think that's the case. I think he's got a, a quality team sitting in front of him that's that's made his life a lot easier than it should have been. But I'll I'll run with the. Um, I will run with the Dave Lozo theory. You know in the first four or five minutes whether Pekarune is on or not. And if he is not on, you get him out of there before he gives up two quickies. And if that's your number one guy and you can pick it that early, UC Saros should get a few more games this year <laughs> coming in as a pinch hitter. Yeah, and... Well, I'll say this. Rene's contract is expiring I mean, they could potentially just walk away. They should. He's 35. So they so, should be playing Saros 35 games this year and just say, oh, we're just trying to make sure Peck is fresh. Um, you hate goalies, from what I gather from your list. No, I don't. I just I know, think just the thinking. I know I just it, the point you made before about the whole it's wins and, and not save percentages and five on five save percentages and things like that until that becomes uh, more prevalent on TV coverage those kind of numbers become more prevalent on TV coverage then you're always going to have goalies that are overrated you know I I still I still think that Kerry Price. Kerry Price's contract basically came from the media saying he's the best goalie in Canada when he had, what, two good years and has been uh, either mentally not strong enough prior, which was always the, the argument for him, oh, he's just got to get older, more mature, and then injured. So Kerry Price has had some awesome years, um, more than not lately, but um, he hasn't had a Lundquist career. No. People treat him like he is, though. I wouldn't and, quite put him on this list because last year he was very good. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, right? I, I do. Yeah. Uh, I do. I actually drafted him pretty high in the 06 redraft. And I'm not big on doing the goalie thing. No, that's true. Actually, uh, let me see. 06, it was interesting. Or wait. No, oh, 05. Sorry. Carey Price is even older. It was the Crosby draft that he got drafted. I where? took him fifth, which is where he, he went. I was going to say, he was he was in the 
Yeah. He he went five, I took him five. However, I made some people angry. I took Tuka Rask ahead of him at four. He's got an interesting year this year, Tuka, actually, now that you bring his name up. Like, Carey Price has hit the, the, the high, high ceilings, but Rask's ceilings aren't that much lower, and he's done more. his consistency me. has been a yeah. lot better. Um, but, yeah. But people also yelled at me for taking Latang over Vlasic. <laughs> He's, I reckon Vlasic's highly underrated, but I would take Latang over Vlasic. You would take Vlasic? No, I, I would take Latang over Vlasic as well. So, um,. I had Adam Larson listed here, but I don't think that's as much of a thing anymore. No, but that is, once again, one of those, what was given up for the asset itself. I had Cam Russell down as well. And that's, once again, it's one of those things where the media in Edmonton talk him up like he's this unbelievable shot blocker and does all these fantastic things. And it's like, but he doesn't move the needle. He's not who he... I, you, know, you know how you said I hate goalies? I think I'm just sick of the Canadian media, to be perfectly honest. Was that your the end of your extras? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah, me too. Me. That was... Nice that we finished on the Oilers. The whole team is a problem, except for like four players. Um, so... That concludes our um, thrown-together list of players <laughs> perceived list. to be better than they were. I have a couple questions. Um, one is from... Right? Do some questions now? or Absolutely. Go for it. At Hef Justin. Or is it HF? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't mean whatever to you personally, Jeff Houston. I just... Half Houston. That's how I'm going to pronounce it. Do you see it being a mistake that Rutherford didn't negotiate with Gensel and get an extension done for four years at around four mil? Because I have a feeling he might explode this year. Then plus the way Mr. Playoffs performs in the playoffs, 59 for 59 might be looking at five and a half and six per year. I think that's a pretty legit question, to be perfectly honest. Um, ultimately, I'm fine either way, honestly, because I don't have a problem paying five and a half to six mil with the cap going up to a top six winger. Like, no. you're going to do a lot worse. He's young. I do think you might get taxed a little bit with the the playoff goal scoring. Um, I mean, that's going to happen, right? Yeah. They do have bits and pieces coming off the cap, though, which would make him easier to fit in. In 122 games. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, no. 2.16 2.16 points per 60. He's a top-line player. Yeah, so you're paying like what? Quality of teammate, yeah. But, again, 
he's he's doing it. He's young, and if you want to throw in the playoff clutchness, I feel like that's fine. Long term deal. I suppose the you, the bonus you is could do worse. If you, if you go for the extension at the end of the year, he's twenty three. So they're gonna say you're extending for eight years, and you're paying six and a half for eight years, right? Which is a lot of money for a guy that might be twenty four. You've got him until he's thirty two. So you go, you've got all those years in the middle there where you assume he'll be about the same, and if he does start to slide off early, you haven't got that many years at the back end of the of the deal. Cerebral player, too, with good hands and awareness, so I don't think... Like, he's not making his money being a speed demon, not that he skates bad. I, I think he translates into a long career. Yeah. No, I, I and you said six point five. I don't think they'll have to go that high. Well, the question. I think five being, and a half's the the number there. Yeah, I don't know. I, the question is though, it's legit. If him and Sid go off the rat, like just go nuts, like they did in the playoffs, he could almost shake and bake his way to a massive contract. And I think that's had, what Jeff's saying. Yeah. So. Good question. Let's see. If you were all... uh, Ryan Cummings, at VP Ryan C. If you were all powerful, what rule changes or additions would you like to see the NHL implement next season? I have my answer. It's pretty generic, but... So is mine. Just call the penalties. <laughs> Just call the rules. <laughs> yeah. And and forget Jeff Merrick's. If you called it by the book, everything would be a penalty. Fuck that. That's just, that's just straw man bullshit. Just call the shit that's there. You can, you can tell when somebody's being hooked. You can tell when somebody's, you know, water skiing off a hip. Call the interference. Call the picks. Allow the skilled players to be skilled. I don't think that's asking too much. Let the guys we've, in front of We've the seen it work. Yeah. 0506. Imagine what Conor McDavid could do if he was allowed to do it. Like, we haven't had anybody get to 160 points since Lemieux and, and Jaeger, right? On cancer. <laughs> yeah. Not, not right. laughing at the cancer, but just the absurdity of somebody so, that missed so months Mc... to chemo doing it. And, yes, McDavid is primed this year to have to carry a team that you know some people are saying we'll probably could miss the playoffs again but he is primed to go you know 120 130 in the in the way the rules are set now if they actually tightened it up a little bit and said right you just you can't hook you can't you can't impede a player with your, your stick or your, you know what I mean like it's it's not complicated I reckon it could explode it would be great for hockey if somebody did they'll do it again after the they'll do it again after the lockout I don't know if they will now they know people will just come back yeah you might be right there that sucks does suck. The whole thing sucks. 
Why do I like this sport so much? Jesus. Well, that's not a bad thing. The sport. Sport's great. What is it? Best sport, worst leg? I think that's... Yeah, usually how it's... Anything else? Well, Ryan asked another question. How big is the NHL following in Australia? Is Nathan Walker the only followed player? Well, I don't know about the last half of the question. Um, but the NHL has followed pretty big in, the, in, in Australia. We've got our own league down here. That struggles to draw a crowd. Um, and that's hard because there are like two teams where I live now, like in Melbourne. And then there's sort of like one team in every other sort of major city around the place. And think about the costs of the sport for starters. Um, and then the lack of people that actually have foot traffic going through the door, it would be an expensive sport. Like I'd reckon half the leagues obviously not getting paid their costs, if that makes sense. They could be, but I don't know where they'd get that money from. But the NHL has got a big following. I, I left Perth to, to move back to Melbourne and Perth seems to have a much larger um, community that follows the NHL than, than here in Melbourne. But that could just be that where I lived, I was just in that kind of population. Melbourne's a lot a lot larger population. I could just be living in the wrong area. But, you know, we're a sports-loving nation. We'll watch anything that's that's fast and has physical contact. So NHL's right up there with that. It's rugby on ice. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's... You get to the playoffs, it certainly is fucking rugby on ice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Right, I actually do have a question that I reckon is actually a good one, and it probably rolls into my complaints about uh, the Canadian media. Uh, this is from Bernardi2717. Of Edmonton, Ottawa, and Montreal, which of these Canadian teams can rebuild it the quickest? Is it even possible with the incompetent GMs they all have? Um... Are we replacing the GMs? Is like I still say Edmonton. If you leave the three heads of those teams there, Edmonton have the best player in the league. They're the closest. Full stop. I agree. Is that the question, though? Oh, they, I, as far as I can read the question, it's who's going to do it the quickest. Is it even possible with the three GMs? I mean, you could get there and say neither of them, none of the teams of the three teams. Well, they, they, relative to each other, somebody's got to do it the quickest. It's got to be Edmonton. Well, that, and that's literally because they have the best player in the league. There's nothing about the general manager that makes me think that it'll be because of decisions he's made. And I think Ottawa's hamstrung by their owner. And montreal is has a track record of just being stupid so it's tough to be a fan of either of those teams they and all at least fucking suck you, they all fucking at least, suck at least in edmonton you get to watch Connor mcdavid like what have you got to watch in ottawa well you've you got had carlson Car- and well, they're about to carlson. ship him so you know, they're trying to get Montreal's the patch already. That division's uh, only getting... Like, Buffalo is getting better. They might not be quite there yet, but... What tells me that Montreal is going to be better than Buffalo in two years? 
Toronto's there, Tampa's there, like at least Edmonton has the Pacific. Yeah, that's true. Ottawa I mean, if... Ottawa's prospect pool is improving. After they trade Carlson, it still might be you know, you would think it would get a little bit better. Yeah, but once again, there's, I've got no faith in Dorian to actually do that. Like, to improve it enough to go in two years' time or three years' time, this wave of talent is coming through. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's got to be Edmonton. Just Connor McDavid alone. That's how good he yeah. is. Yeah. You got um, any more? Eh, I don't think so. Alright. Jordan 16 Falkland. This is the last one I'll run with. How close do you think Buffalo is to being a playoff team? With the statement at the end of the question, JB needs to keep adding on the blue line. Buffalo? Mmm. Well, they're getting there. Getting Dolan. Awesome. Getting Skinner. Awesome, given what they gave up for him, which was fucking nothing. Eichel, Reinhardt really showed second half of the year some really good things. Really improved. You, you know what's you know what's funny when you mention a guy like Reinhardt. Often it's not the the superstars of the team that that make the team competitive. It's guys like him that step up to be the potential that you expect them to be, that then fills the depth of the entire team out really well. So it will be the progress of guys like that. I think they have a shot next year. Middle stat as well. Oh, God, love him. <laughs> There's a very good chance he'll end up being a second-line center and um, oh, lost his name already. Oh, how bad's that? O'Reilly? Well, O'Reilly's... Shit, so... Spaka? No, the guy, Reinhardt was the guy I was looking for. He could end up being their third-line centre, and, and if Middlestat turns out to be their second-line centre, and Reinhardt's their third, as long as they pay them equivalently, then that works out okay. I don't know. Reinhardt might play wing. But you still got um, Berglund. I like Berglund. Bad contract, a, but what do you Yeah, do? well, yeah, that was just literally just about to say it's a long contract and a bit of coin for him, but I like it. I'm looking at Tampa, Boston, Toronto making the playoffs, for sure. But Can then I'm looking at that? Florida, Detroit, Montreal, and Ottawa. Chances are the fourth place team usually makes it. Uh, I think Buffalo could be in the mix for that fourth spot given the the lower half of the Atlantic division I mean if Dolan's legit that's huge well everybody goes to where they should and Rasmus everyone's whipping boy Ristolainen uh, doesn't have to be the number one guy (laughs) it's a lot to put on it's a lot to put on Dolan's uh, shoulders but that's the reality isn't it yeah but he's from all Accounts is legitimate number one 
it, this isn't a Nail Yakupov, Nugent Hopkins kind of thing. Draw. Yeah. Or even an Ekblad. Um, so. This isn't going to be one of those years where you go Washington, Pittsburgh, Columbus, Philly, Jersey is like five and three. Is it? For the playoffs. Like it, it, it no. feels like it'll be it's more tough of a four to go and five and three. Yeah. Just how the schedule is. So yeah. yeah. I, I would love to love to see Buffalo make the playoffs. Personally. It'd just be good for the hockey in general. Buffalo fans are uh, um passionate and they turn out in droves and to have the playoffs there again it would be great for ratings all those sorts of things money if you want the if you want the salary cap to go up you want buffalo to be winning you know buffalo's got some really interesting younger players with eichel middlestat dolan like that's good like that's what you want when you tune in, I would want to watch players like that. Yeah. So. All right. Fully agree with that. All right. Well, I think that does us. Yeah. Means I get to go wallow in the corner again. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, okay. All right, everybody. Let's no, let I'm not dragging everybody down. Let's let Ryan go and drown his sorrows. Listen, there, there's a pretty... In 04, they had a festival that was all muddy and miserable and fans couldn't get in. And that was like... They were breaking up. <laughs> and they weren't going to have right. another show. So, and that was, I think that festival still more miserable than this one. I was not at that one, but. Yeah. So I just might go to Vegas and see him for Halloween weekend. And then go to New York City for New Year's. Well, there you go. It still isn't quite the same as a festival, but I do oh. have some capital I can use here. You've got family over there, haven't you? Where's that? Oh, Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, I'd be with my brother. Wife, figure that one out quick, though. (laughs) (laughs) I've never been to Vegas, and he's lived there for a few years. And I said, yeah, I'm going to go visit my brother. I think these are the dates. And then she was talking with somebody else, and they had brought something up. And somehow the, the... the fish dates of the tour came up. I don't even know how that happened because she's she's not into it. Yeah, she's like, oh, I see. And I'm like, well, why wouldn't I kill two birds with one stone? Absolutely. So, oh, just make sure the lot of you can get to Vegas in 2020. All right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Definitely. So. <laughs> all right. I am glad we got the podcast in. I I. I I apologized on Twitter that that this hiatus has been my fault. 
Um, no one's fault. It's been life. Yeah, but you'd think somebody who's off for the summer from work could make it work a little more often than it has. So um, I do apologize to our loyal listeners. We we appreciate you. And, um, you know, when life hands you a lemon, you know, lemonade, th- this is the lemonade after. of my situation, and I'm glad <laughs> to have done it. So um, I'm... Really hoping the next podcast doesn't have that same gap. I don't think it will, but uh, it's only a month away until preseason. Yeah, we'll we'll have our previews that we always do going down the divisions. So oh shit, radio. Yep. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, you know, another year where I don't pass out during one of them. Oh, I wasn't going to bring that up. <laughs> that's that's from like four years ago or something. Yeah, it's a while ago. I was I was I was still having the PT studio with that. I, I've 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 been in this house three years. That was at the old house. So, oh, there you go. Ah, uh, yeah. So, yep, that's it. Facebook, Patreon, Twitter, iTunes, write us. Type in hockey hurts. Do the thing. Thank you. Cheers. See ya.